Hey, I'm Sid. And I'm Lex. And this is episode one of the new Chillin' Circuit. We review indie, low-budget, and direct-to-TV black films because the critics overlook them. But we watch them all. So what we watch, Sid, this week? This week, we tuned into Boy Bye. <laughs> that sounds immaculate. <laughs> okay, all right. Who's in that? Mm-hmm. All right, so let's get into it. So first of all, this is clearly an ode to Beyonce's Lemonade and um, everything she's done since the self-titled album. I don't think that's in the IMDb. So <laughs> I really, As we go through this, can you just call out the points at which? Yes. Um, starting with, so the iconic Miss Wendy Raquel Robinson, mm. who's playing the lead character here, Veronica Love, also mm. known as Love. Her two best friends, Charity also known as Candy from 101. Yes, the connections. So when I saw this movie, Wendy Raquel Robinson, I always call Tasha Mack. Yes. It doesn't matter like how many movies she does, where she goes from there, iconic there, frozen in time. Yes. So Tasha Mack <laughs> and Susan, like, it was like, who is the man, who does she fall in love with, and when does she tell him? Boy, bye. <laughs> wow. What is the what? What happens? That's a great synopsis. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> all right, so we start with Love. Mm -hmm. She's a real estate agent living in the LA area. Um, she calls it Love Real Estate and describes it as her very own successful real estate business. Mm -hmm. Only like a black woman would. Um, she and her two best friends, one of which Miss Charity, aka Candy, was recently cheated on. Oh. by her husband of 20 years. Mm. That's what happens when you get married at 20. Okay, so the drama's up top yes. in this movie. Yes. Got it. They embark on some singles retreat mm -hmm. for Charity's character, mm. who was looking to heal her wounds with wine and a new man. Mm. Um, from there, we meet her love interest. I'm sorry. We meet Wendy's love interest. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Lance who was also like a successful wine dealer, real estate agent, property owner. Everyone's successful in this universe. Yes. Nobody punches a clock. Correct. Ever. Correct. Got it. Cool. All right, so Lance is selling his winery. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this winery, it just happens to be the same exact place where the retreat is being held. Okay. So, of course, Lance is there. All right. Right. I get, I get the premise of this. I already have opinions. Like I saw when we was watching the movie, you had a lot of bullet points. Yes. <laughs> I wanna I wanna talk about mine. Okay. The the plot itself, as many Hallmark movies as I've seen, I was prepared for it. What I wasn't prepared for is looking up the production credits. <laughs> Apparently Chris Stokes, whom I said, the Chris Stokes. The Chris Stokes. He makes movies now. <laughs> he makes movies. <laughs> um and it's like a Tyler mm -hmm. Perry like comma title, so he's he directed it, yes. produced it, and then just generally, well, He didn't write it, though. <laughs> he didn't write it, though. Yeah. Could you... I'm begging you, Cindy, could yeah. you tell us who wrote it? Uh, <laughs> written by Mr. J.W. himself. <laughs> um, Marcus Houston. Yes. Of B2K, You Got Served, mm. Sister, Sister, Fame. What a resume. Screenplay. So the thing, I want to take a pause about Mr. J.W., mm -hmm. because... What's going to happen, you know, this is our first episode, guys. So frequently, I got to pull Sydney out of the depths of pop culture she lives in <laughs> and, and tell everybody else what is, what's going on here. Yes. Marcus Houston, as we all know him, is like a crying in the rain, 
shirtless R&B singer. As he is now, though, I really implore you, like anyone listening to pull up his Instagram. He is the most, he's the Jehovah's Witness right now. I, no one know, Yes, exactly. So <laughs> he is a Jehovah's Witness and he is very passionate about it. And all of his Instagram photos are hashtag, hashtag. JW. <laughs> That's why he is Mr. J.W. Yes. <laughs> and he wrote this movie. He wrote this film. <laughs> you know, so Chris Stokes apparently makes movies. And that's what I need to, I need to let that out at the beginning of this, mm-hmm. of this episode. Yes. Mm-hmm. So while the, the plot was, uh, it, oh, okay. It was okay. It's a love story. We like those. Yeah. It was a love story. It was mm-hmm. a drama. It was a comedy. Yeah. There was a mystery scene, too. Like a mystery, like true crime scene. It's in my bullet points. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that part. We'll get to that part. So about the production, though, uh, I actually, did you write any notes about the cinematography? <laughs> like the mm-hmm. actual direction? The yeah. funny thing about this movie, we do low budget movies, but it seems that the budget was kind of there, though. They had a budget. Like They it had was... lots of different cameras. Yeah. Lots of dolly shots. The camera never stopped moving. So the budget was there, but it was grossly misused. Yes. The note that I have, <laughs> this was a hour and a half long music video. <laughs> it... <laughs> Did you notice that? I mean, there's music in every scene. Mm-hmm. It interrupts the dialogue. Mm-hmm. It's not necessary. It would have been a good ass music video, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That is that's the key takeaway here about the production. So let's let's get into the plot. The, at the top, we see her thriving business. She's thriving business. A superwoman, apparently. Not only does she have her own real estate company in mm-hmm. L.A. in Southern California, right? She's the only employee there. Right. She is somehow selling. A hundred million dollar vineyard. Yes. <laughs> alone. She wrote a book. She's an authoress. <laughs> She's an authoress. She's an authoress. Oh, I think we have to do that one too, Sid. So authoress. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, wait, will I'll you explain it. to us the All difference right. between an author, which is someone who wrote a book, right. flat, lame. And an authoress. And an authoress. All right, let's take it back to circa... <laughs> 2005, mm. I'm gonna say that's kind of iffy. I'm there, I'm um, Mar Braca Kills mm. hit television show Girlfriends, mm-hmm. the first show to popularize Sam Bitch on TV. Wow, let's give our sis her credit. There are a lot of facts going on here yes. already. Yes, <laughs> in this series, I'd say maybe like last two, three seasons, Maya, Miss mm. Oh Hell Yes, <laughs> um, writes a book of the same title. Mm-hmm. And dubs herself an authoress. Because <laughs> authors simply won't do. It won't do. So any woman who writes a book, Sydney calls an authoress. authoress. <laughs> Especially if the book is a, a sassy title, which... Boy, bye. If you're wondering where the title of this movie came from, the, the, the key character, Veronica Love, wrote a book called Boy, Bye. Boy, bye. Which in her deepest romantic stress in the climax of the movie, she begins reading. As if she did not write it. (laughs) Because the information is that good. So, yes, we have a superwoman, like, real estate agent. And she is, she's not looking for love. She's turning these men over, like, stones in a lake. She's just flipping them over. She's completely against love. In the first scene, we have a montage Mm. of three or four different men in her office, it seems. Uh, They come in and out, like clockwork. It's the only place she seems to have sex. (laughs) Yes. Like... I work in an office. (laughs) 
and for me, okay, the weirdness for me is because I work in the type of office where it's two people to an office. Mm. So I think that would be weird. Yeah. <laughs> That's risque. That's a little risque. Ooh, well, I won't get into that, but my office mate does be talking dirty on the phone with her boyfriend in the office. So it it happens. It happens. Is she aware that you're recording a podcast? Hmm. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> my bad, girl. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Right. So, yes. The Veronica Love, Not Looking for Love. Not Looking for Love. Mm, that should have been the tagline. Veronica Love, Not Looking for Love. <sighs> Is this why Chris Stokes didn't call me? That's yes. not good? Yeah, that's, that's not. not that didn't really do it. Boy Bye draws in the girls. Like, boy <laughs> bye. Okay. And speaking of the title, can we, can we talk about the theme song? Yes, uh, this movie is introed. I've never seen a movie introed with its own theme song based off mm. of the film title. Boy, bye. Boy, bye. Great intro. Yeah? The best uh, I could think of. The, while Chris Stokes does not credit any of the artists who sings the, all of the background music. He does not. The song has a title soundtrack, Boy Bye, which is a... I think incredibly groovy R&B track. I agree. And it does come up several times in the movie. So, and would have made a great music video. It would have made a great. You see, I held that. I held that in while we were watching. I was trying to say that on the pod. Wow, <laughs> that's my best note. Goes down here from here, folks. Okay. okay. <laughs> so in the beginning, she's talking to her therapist after after running through these men. Yep. And I get like. I'm traumatized by Tyler Perry, which is, I should change all my bios to that. <laughs> After, in, in the wake of acrimony, <laughs> when I see a movie start out with a woman talking to her therapist, yes. I have big expectations. Yes. Did she swim on a boat? <laughs> like, I'm expecting her to, like, go crazy. On, I'm expecting this man to, like, really, like... Do her wrong. Like, he's, like, gonna ruin her credit or, like, do something wild. Right. Um, that buildup was never satiated, <laughs> like, throughout the film. Um, in fact, you, are we going we gonna to spoil it a little bit? Let's do a little bit of spoils. Let's All do right, some spoils. Honestly. The movie's been out for a few years, so I feel like. If you haven't should... seen it by now, I can guarantee you nothing I say right here today will ruin this movie. <laughs> will ruin this movie for you. Right. So, uh, the man, Lance. Lance Peterson. As it turns out, he is married, um, after a, just a. A wonderful four-day romance. Four-day romance, sweeping with love in the vineyards. They're walking through the grass. Mm -hmm. They're so arm in arm. That's the plot twist. But he's like the you know the the rom-com type of married where they're separated anyway. But he can't tell her. Oh. So yeah, in the when she's talking to a therapist, I'm thinking that at the end of the movie he's gonna be yeah. like a, a like a scammer or something. Like he's gonna do mm. something terrible to her. But. He was just a little married. Like, <laughs> just a little married. As I say, Tyler <laughs> Perry has Just a little married. Me. <laughs> wow. Just a little married. A pinch. Mm. So yeah, after we get past the therapist and go to this retreat, could you describe the... <laughs> I I did see you type the word Ayanla. Yes. <laughs> could you describe that character in this retreat for yeah. us? Um, so there's a few, a few things I'll say about the therapist. One, she has a clear conflict of interest. Um, <laughs> love is a close friend of hers. Mm. Um, but she, and she's aware of her intermost personal love life details. Yeah. I feel like your therapist shouldn't know all that much about you. Um, just, you know, just not that much. Angela, the therapist, is very much uh, reminiscent of Ayanla Van Zandt. Yeah. My favorite, um... Black TV therapist. You didn't know of a noun to say. <laughs> you didn't, didn't know what noun to use for her. Because there's nothing, you can't explain it, Yanla. Yes. 
She calls herself. <laughs> no, she only calls herself Miss Van Zandt. Miss Van Zandt. Iyanla. My mother had an Iyanla magnet on our refrigerator. Growing this is up. why you grew up to be the woman you are. Sydney. Yes. Shut yeah. up. She did. She did. So I've been aware of Miss Iyanla for a while. <laughs> Um, I also found this therapist to be a little out of line. I uh, am in therapy and never have, never has uh-huh. my therapist ever sipped wine with me after the session. They're too close. <laughs> That's not, I don't think Marcus Houston in his writer's room, um, which was just him. Which is him, yes. Either has been to therapy or has met a therapist or has met a black woman over 40. Who's been to therapy. <laughs> oh, Okay. Extra layer, added layer. We see some of the holes here. Yeah. All right. <laughs> is there, at this point of the movie, mm-hmm. love is, you know, she saw this guy land. She doesn't really, she's not really feeling it. Right. Um, she's been to the therapist and we're going back in time to this singles retreat she goes to. Let's put a pin right here. What is good about the movie so far to you? Ooh. The music. The intro music, great. Yes. Um, Wendy Raquel cannot seem to break Tasha mm. Mack's persona. Yeah. That's always great for me because she's Tasha Mack. In her Boom. defense, I think they might have hired her for that, like, for that zest. And I, mean, I think it, it worked. I, it works, but also Taraji could have played this character. Um. See, this is... Tyler Perry has traumatized <laughs> you as well, my friend. This, oh my God, this is I Can Do Bad All By Myself Without a Therapist. Mm. And... Mm, without mm. them annoying kids. Yeah. <laughs> I, said, I said. That's a different episode. <laughs> but no, I mm. I think Wendy Raquel did a really good job. In fact, most of the actors in the movie were like, none of them, I didn't watch any of them and lose train of the, like lose the, the plot, plot or like yeah. snap. Like all of them took what was in the script and made it. Like I, I felt very in the story with them. Mm-hmm. Like, I relate it to them. Now, what I will say about the writing. Yes. Which is right on par with any, it's, mm, I think, yeah, great point. I have a great, (laughs) the writing for me, it doubled back Mm -hmm. because this came out 2016. So there are a lot of phrases that I guess we were saying in 2016, like, it's lit. Yes. Um, Black girl magic. Yeah. Um, but what you did also... see is a hand gesture Sydney did that is, in fact, in the movie. Yes. <laughs> a lot of that. But then they double back and say things like, well, that's fly. Or like, <laughs> which, um, what is something that like 40 year old women say? Um, <laughs> nookie. Nookie. Yeah, she did no say No one says that in the year 2016. About her own vagina. About her own vagina. Yeah. And I think there were a couple of times when she said, thang. Thang. It was very. You know what my general points were about this movie? This was just a music video, number one. Number two, they should have never let Gen X black women get a hold of, number one, Beyonce. Beyonce. To go to your point. And number two, the catchphrase black girl magic. Girl magic. That should have never happened. It was everywhere. If it it was up to me, they would have never gotten to that. (laughs) I blame Marcus Houston. He's to blame. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. So what what else at? is good about the movie? This is what Okay, I'm yeah, I'm like losing my thoughts here. The music's good. good. Music's good. The acting was decent. The acting was decent. Wendy, of course, amazing. Veronica Love's character, great. We all know she can act. Yeah. Her side characters, uh, were her best friends, whose names are what are their names? Charity, Charity and Beverly. And Beverly that's spot on though. Your mama got a friend named Beverly? Oh my god. My uncle Lonzo married three Beverly's. I think my mom does have a friend named Beverly. Different Beverly's. 
That's she every does. Beverly in Montgomery, Alabama, Sydney. I'm sure I've 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 met a Miss Beverly at some point in my life. It's spot on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I haven't met any charities at age forty except for Charity Greenleaf. That too was a different episode. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, the music was good. The acting was good. And then yeah. also, I'd like to say that like, while the friend characters were okay, mm-hmm. we never learned what they did for work. And I'm convinced that Veronica Love has every job in LA. And that's why her friends are unemployed. She did pay for the trip. She's her a friends bad, yeah. paid for nothing. Yeah. That's also, so I think, I, I filled that in. That's not canon. Yeah. No, 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 no. That makes sense, though. Mm-hmm. I'd also say I enjoyed so many cameos of some, some of my favorite oh. pop culture references. Walk so a through. lot of uh, one-on-one cast members were in this film. Yes. Like who? Charity. Whose name I should know, because I really, her actual name. I feel Chandrella. Like I should, her name is Chandrella. Okay, thank you. Who played? Fact check that. Because yeah. <laughs> it sounds up the, made up. Pull up the IMDb. Can, boy, by cast. This is unrelated. We we'll probably have to cut it. I brought up Cheryl Pepsi Riley to two friends the other day. You know who that is. No, I don't. <laughs> She's in the Tyler Perry plays. Which ones? All of them. Cheryl he Pepsi like Riley. My... Everybody thinks I made this up. Yeah. And then everyone says, Cheryl Pepsi Riley. You just made up three names. And then I said, Cheryl like, Emily Pepsi. Champagne King. Like, it's like, name, beverage, name. Who's Emily Champagne King? <sighs> this was a mistake. Let's get back to the movie. <laughs> like, should I know these women? Yeah. Yes! Oh. This wait a minute, a wait a minute. I got Google. I got Google. While you fact check this. I got Google. <laughs> we got to take the pin out. First of, of all, her yes. name is Evelyn Champagne King. That's what I said. You said Emily. Mm. We got recording. Mm, uh-huh. mm, double bag. Run the yeah. tapes. <laughs> oh, I know this woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I know Evelyn. Thank now, you. Cheryl Pepsi Riley. She's in the Tyler Perry plays. Mm. He didn't do all this work for nothing, Sydney. Unfamiliar. Anyway. <laughs> Nevertheless, um, <laughs> you were just supposed to be check, fact checking yes. Chandrella Avery. Her name is Chandrella Avery. Thank Featured you. her. Uh, mm-hmm. A classic fave, Omar Gooding, who displayed himself the entire yeah. film. But that was good. He he was a good comedic relief. Right, he was. Yeah. And then Mr. Kelly Perrine, Perrin? Uh-huh. Perrine, Perrin? Yeah. Uh, Dwayne. Dwayne from 101. 101. Flex his little best friend. Yeah. That's honestly... Love that. The cast was... It wasn't as if they didn't like drop a lot of money on stars or whatnot. And I don't right. think they needed to because the cast had good chemistry together. Agreed. You know? Um... So that's the good stuff. We're going to take the pin out of it and get back to the plot. So they're at this singles winery retreat Mm -hmm. and uh, Charity is going through a divorce. Yes. The light-skinned one is happy because this is a black movie. She's dating a man or married to a man named Cameron. I've never met a 40-year-old man named Cameron. That's too young for him. Extend just a little suspension of belief on that one. No. Just because you never met a 40-year-old man named Cameron? Okay, well, she na- she calls him Cam. All the Cams I know in my life mm-hmm. are my age. Hmm. Or younger, maybe. So that what, his name should have been like Mike? Maybe Mike. Maybe That's Mike. simple. That, That's a lot of 40-year-old black men named Mike. I don't understand why this is such a big thing for <laughs> It's <you>. not accurate. <laughs> None of my parents' friends' names is Cameron. And I feel like they have a wide array of friends. Hmm. <laughs> Just sources. Yes. Yes. Never. She's married to Cam and she's happy. Yes. Um. And then the therapist Angela introduces. <laughs> what we're laughing at is the wig that they made this character wear. Um. We've all it seen Beyonce's Drunken Love. 
She um, was drunk in love. That wig, shaken out like a little bit, <laughs> and put on real like real tight. <laughs> um, which goes to your point about maybe this being an homage to Beyonce. An homage played it, by the Miss Valerie Pettiford. Yeah. Who we have confused uh, many a times with, what's this woman's name? Mary Ann something. Yes. Um, this is once again Tyler Perry's doing. He featured these both of these actresses in House of Pain in similar roles, gave them similar character types, and mm -hmm. they both light-skinned 50-year-old women. Hard to. We thought they was the same woman this whole time. Different As we women. found out. Very different. Different women. Very different. One of them's in this movie. Uh, Miss Valerie. Miss Valerie is in this movie, and she honestly did a pretty good job. She yeah. was a distraught woman who was just coming into the friend group. Yeah. On my notes here, I have her as Linda, aka Frayed Wig, <laughs> permanently drunk in love. Sydney. Oh <laughs> how, did, how did how did the Frayed Wig advance the review? <laughs> I think people should know what they're getting into. Um, Cause you're gonna laugh when mm -hmm. you see this wig. At least I did. Personally. It's, it's not even a bad wig. It's just very disheveled. It's not. It's very much. A... I think what they think. Like you know, when black women go and get their Stella got their groove back mm -hmm. in like Jamaica or somewhere, they they get the wigs. It's yeah. either wet and wavy or frayed. Ah, it's one or the other. Hers was wet and frayed. Yeah. <laughs> Let's keep moving. So. <laughs> So they're yes. all together, uh, the frayed wig and the rest of the friend group. And Lance mm -hmm. is there. Yes. Right? And this sparks Lance and Love's what had to be no more than four days worth of romance. Minimum. Minimum. At the third day, she's in love. Yes. Here's what I have to say. <laughs> now, I, I bear with y'all, and I watch y'all straight movies. <laughs> I do. And I support the heterosexual marriage. Yes. But once, it's like in these movies, once black women are like single into their 40s, Mm -hmm. suddenly they start dating like lesbians do. <laughs> like, they date for three days and they're in love. <laughs> or, like, that's all it takes. She was calling him baby after date two. Date two. Hold up, girl. <laughs> what? Not realistic. I've been in a relationship for a year and a half, and sometimes I'm like, mm, like should, should I call you that? <laughs> should we say that? <laughs> Sydney's looking at giving me a death stare. It's okay. I'm gonna tell Kai I'm just playing. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, just playing, I'm just playing, I'm just playing, I'm just playing, I'm just playing. <laughs> anyway, I'm just playing, I'm just playing. <laughs> you see how you you act in relationships. Um, yes. Separate point. So they go on this whirlwind romance the whole time. The comedic relief is Lance's friend Omar Gooding. Omar Gooding. His character David. David. He's being silly and getting drinks thrown on him. Yeah. And um, Sam. Who's the single friend that they're supposed to hook charity up with? But it, that plot line just kind of dies off. They after didn't give him a, a storyline. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't happen. And then with the over-the-top comedy was charity and uh, what is Dwayne's he character? Hector. Hector, who the actor who plays this man is the range American. Yes, he is. <laughs> and they make him put on a like Hispanic accent the whole the whole movie. Well, there was some context there. So, I mean, oh, this would God. never happen. He was a black man born in America, mm -hmm. but he, for whatever reason, was adopted mm. by a family living in Mexico City. Because that's what happens. That's what happens when, you know. Nice, loving Mexican families come here to adopt. Yes. <laughs> Little black, black kids. baby boys <laughs> and raise them and in raise Mexico them. City. Not only is it plausible, I've heard of this a million times, Sid. This is it's so common. I know. 
No. <laughs> it's a creative twist. You know, even though I will say this plot line for him was completely unnecessary. Yeah. He didn't have to have this. Honestly, it was also like teetering a bit on just kind of like. <laughs> hmm. Harassment. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's where you're going yes, with this. Yes, it was. Yeah. Um, so that this is all happening. That literally, the reason why I, you're probably thinking, where's like, are they going to say the rest of the plot? This is it. This is <laughs> so the film. This happens. They go on a couple of dates. They d- get some nookie, as <laughs> the woman says, and they fall in love in this weekend. And plausible. At, totally plausible. At the end of the weekend, she then finds out that Lance is married by his wife. Who shows up. Showing up and, and saying, where's the bitch? Yeah. Yeah. But let's let's back up a little bit. Yeah. Right? So how, yeah, how do we did even we get, get there? to that point? Yeah, yeah. Um, Veronica Love has an assistant named Melanie. I found out today, I guess, it's pretty common. If you live in Los Angeles and you have an assistant mm-hmm. and you're away for the weekend, you know, no more than an hour or so out the city, mm-hmm. your assistant will deliver things to you because, I mean, yeah. they're your assistant. Yeah. Um, so Melanie. I told you that. That's not that. You didn't like that, but it's not that yeah, far let, let those people live. No. Like, they work for you during the week. Love is supposed to be like a millionaire real estate, like, mover, shaker. Yeah. A real boss, I get that. This is what, this is, Sydney, do you miss the part about black girl magic? <laughs> She's a very prominent woman. So, yeah, her assistant is 20. Did you see Double Wears Prada? Yes. But that's, that's a little different. Cause That's not different. It is different. It's not different in Marcus Houston's universe. Okay, because it's different. You will not suspend your uh, like belief for for a moment. Okay. This is okay. I'll let this plot point live. I'll let it live. <laughs> okay. Thank it just you. upset me because I don't be like to answer my emails on the weekend, and I don't even want people to email me on the weekends. So just don't. I think that's what it was like. I had a little bit of Well, Sydney, you don't work point. for Veronica Love. I don't. <laughs> Real estate extraordinaire. I really don't. So, yeah. Um, we're, we're getting into how Lance's wife finds out about yeah, him yeah. and Veronica's very quick, sudden love affair. Yeah. Melanie, her assistant, who's up there bringing her clothes, et cetera, for this big date they have coming up. Mm-hmm. They dress her. It's his cool montage a lot of black girl magics thrown around a lot of that a lot of weird phrases they say uh mm-hmm. that i just think they made up for this film yeah it's we, clear a man wrote the dialogue very clear yeah we cut to a scene with charity's character and hector mm-hmm. on a date at the bar at this yeah. winery they hear lance's friends over talking about oh man you never you, you're not gonna know look at lance at it again He's going to blow up in voice? his face. It's just real quick. This is your man voice. Yeah. Got it. All right. Back into it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's going to blow up in his face. You know how we do? Man, he married. Sydney. He up here with this girl, love. She going to find out. Sydney. And you know what? She finds out. <laughs> Dramatic pause. Hang on. She finds out. Sydney. Thank you so much. Thank you. Honestly, I don't know if we would have... Yeah. But this is the thing. Miss Charity and Melanie, a little shady. Yeah. If, if y'all had, my friend group had done what they had done to me, what yeah. they did to love, so, I don't think I'd talk to y'all no more. The reason, the, the way the wife gets out to the winery is that once Charity hears that, they devise a plan. This is like the mystery part of it because they put yes. on this really suspenseful music 
to see how they're going to tell Love mm-hmm. that he's married. Right. And they come up with the plan of, let's just call his wife and she'll come up here. But how do they of get the Love. wife's number? Who has her number? That is, okay, that was a, maybe a small hole in the plot. That's just like how she got on the boat in acrimony. We don't know. We'll never find out. You know, after I was vulnerable to you <laughs> and everyone else here and said I was traumatized by Tyler Perry, for you to bring that back up now <laughs> is a little triggering for me. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. It's not like the boat. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the boat. In fact, nothing really crazy happens in this movie. I Most of it is pretty believable, mostly because I'm not um, an imaginary, uh, rich, black, real estate, authoress, businesswoman in Southern California. Right. So I, I don't know what's really going on over there. I, I believe that most of this is probably happening. Yeah. Because you can't personally relate? I cannot It seems realistic. It. Yes. So... She finds out, and then they go on what is the last, is supposed to be, like, the, the, like, The post- climax, the last date of their love. Exactly. After she finds out about it, and they come back from this trip, mm-hmm. this is, like, 20 minutes of her sulking and missing business meetings, and him doing the same thing. We missed a very important part here. What? We'll also discuss this later on, but there's a scene. Uh-huh. When Charity confronts Love after they find out. <laughs> Let's, because that's truly the climax of the movie. Yes. Which says something because while the movie is supposed to be a love story, I think it would have worked better as a friendship tale. Because the climax of the movie is an the argument friendship. between the two friends. Yeah. Like the, the part where Lance makes, makes it better with Love and like says sorry, that's like the last two minutes of the movie. Very true. You know, Very the true. repairing the friendship had more weight on it and maybe. That is a credit to Mr. Uh, Mr. J.W., Marcus Houston. I wouldn't give him that much credit. I, I think it's the that acting. before you even said yeah, it. Yeah, I, w- I think the acting is what made us get to this point. I'm going to give you that credit, Marcus. That's <laughs> as if we friends. <laughs> Look, if I Marcus. see you at the basketball court, I'm going to give you the credit. You think, where does he live? You think I'm I think he lives in court? L.A. Okay, I won't. Yeah, he lives in L.A. Hmm. I'm going to send you those vibes. (laughs) Okay, yes. So, actually, let's get into this climax scene. And this is, yeah. Yes. This is um, a portion of the show I'd like to dub as Who Came to Act. Yes. Can you tell us what happens in this segment? Yes. In this segment, we discuss those in the film who really brought it, who brought their all. And Mm -hmm. this is very much like Save the Last Dance, Bring Your All. Like, do you want it, Sarah? Mm. Like that. This is context on Sydney's pop culture references. (laughs) (laughs) She won't admit it, but Save the Last Dance is definitely one of her favorite movies. Back into it, Sid. I'll take that. Anyway, um, so Miss Love and Charity's character, they have this heart-to-heart. There's a phrase that I typed out because it really really stuck out to me um, during this very dramatic scene. This is very similar to, wow, another Tyler Perry reference. Um, what's the film? Medea's Family Reunion. This is a sticky one. When, <laughs> when I really want bring this around because yeah, I don't know. I'll, where I'll you're bring going. it back. So, like the same feeling and emotion of the scene where Lynn Whitfield refuses to admit mm. that her husband mm. was raping her oldest daughter. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, this is a liar. That scene. That but, point. you know, I don't want to do the voice because I feel like that may be a little insensitive. I would beg you not to do Yeah, I won't do that. Well. I won't do that. I'll leave that to the professionals. The same tension of that scene mm-hmm. is shown here. Artistic with Charity. parallels is yes, what you're doing right now. Exactly. With Charity 
and love. I just... Mm-hmm. The artistic parallels between a movie made by Chris Stokes <laughs> and a movie made by Tyler Perry. Yes or no? Yes. Okay, cool. Keep going. Lots. <laughs> Tyler Perry has influenced many people. It's mm. unfortunate, but he has. Yeah. Anyway. We're going to put like a... We're putting a gag rule on Tyler Perry. We got. <laughs> I'm gonna start counting how many times. You this think comes he'll sue up. us? No, I don't. Has he ever sued anybody? Let's talk to legal. We're legal <laughs> about that. Okay, so what? Yeah. What is? Where are you going with this? About this scene? What is this? Yes. Who came to act in this scene? Who came? Wendy Raquel Robinson. Mm. She showed every bit of her Howard University fine arts training. Oh, propaganda. In this, it is propaganda <laughs> in this scene. She came. I mean, the emotion. Mm-hmm. There were t- every. Only thing she missed was a little Viola Davis snot. Has she had that? Uh, Took it over the edge. Yeah, you know, Sid. While I do think that mm-hmm. the method by which you got to this conclusion is one I wouldn't use. Mm-hmm. The conclusion is. I I have to agree with it. Wendy Raquel Robinson. All three names. She did really come to act in that scene. She came to act. I don't know. I would be interested to see how much of that was the script and how much of that was her, like, just... I think a lot of it was just ad-libs. So there were some things that she would say... um, You have quotes. I have some quotes. Just real quick for the... (laughs) So we can do some cuts. Could you just read the quotes off? Yep, hang on. Give me one second. You knew I was in love with him. That was quote number one. Mm. (laughs) Quote number two. We supposed to be girls. Yeah, there's a lot of that. A lot of that. Um, A lot of just, like... There was a long, like, 30-second pause of both of them just crying and not speaking. <laughs> and it was and like breathing a, real hard. Like a post-whooping cry. Like, it wasn't even like a like a cute, like, waiting to exhale cry. It was, it was pretty dramatic. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You know mm-hmm. what, Sid? In this case, I will accept I will accept your nomination for who came to act in you this movie. You need, like, a, um, a sound effect. Yeah? Like an alarm or something. Ding, 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 ding. Alarms. I'm thinking air horns, but I think air horns oh, go with burr, everything. Burr, burr, burr. So you need to What's show that? me some restraint with that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's basically the end of the movie because, like, at the end, she's just having a, she's mm. having more business success, yeah. and then Lance says sorry, and then yes. cue the boy bye song. <laughs> One more time, boy bye, boy bye, boy bye. You think we could? What's the? We do have to read up on this legal stuff. Do you think we could put that? We in could there? sing that. We'll see. So <laughs> I think yeah, we can take this out. But I think we'll I feel like if you don't put more than like a certain amount of time of the song and something, it's fine. That's I don't think that's the law. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yes, mm. that's that's basically the move. She does end up the the biggest point. She does end up with a guy. Her business is even more successful. Right. Um. Even though all we've seen her do is drink wine, cry, give up the nookie in her office. That's a quote. <laughs> give up the nookie yes and then neglect her business like dealings for a month because she was sad but Correct. somehow her business is thriving more she's writing a second book she's already wrote she it. has it's published it's published, she has published a second book hardback yes so yeah that's the end of the movie and now that y'all know about it the last segment is where we decide you know the final verdict was it good was it bad do mm-hmm. you recommend it Sydney, I want you to go first because you 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 seem to have a lot of well developed thoughts. No, I I really I'm like, okay, I'll go first. I would recommend to watch, but solely for. I just say the cast itself, which is I enjoyed. It's really really great casting. Um, it's funny. It's like mindless watching movie. It's very very funny. 
Was it the best film I've seen? No. Not even remotely. I've seen some pretty bad indie films. This doesn't really compare to one of my faves, Sister Coat. (laughs) Oh. But, you know... (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I'd, so, I'd recommend, I'd say, if we're going to rate this on a scale of 1 to 10, I'd give it a 6 and a half, seven. Okay. That's more fair than it seems you think about the movie. Yeah. Me personally, I think the movie was actually pretty good. I don't know if this was Marcus Houston's, Marcus Houston's first try at writing a full movie by himself. Mm, that's a good point. It was decent for that. Like, there were, there were like, maybe one... I think what made it decent, though, mm-hmm. was a lot of the ad-libs. He got a lot of talented actors to be in this, so it wasn't like yeah. they didn't need a that's great a, script. That you is know exactly I mean? why I think it's a... De- like, that's why I recommend you watch the movie. Yeah. And it's why I like the movie. The actors are good, and while it does not represent the the <laughs> romance life of me and Sydney, like, young, like weird young black women... We are not 40-year-old black women. Just yes. put that out there. I think, like, my mama would like this movie. I think she has... I'm going to text her after this. She probably has seen this movie. My mom would enjoy this movie. Yeah. I think it does strike well for, like, the audience that's in the movie. The The women are also, like, it doesn't fall to those rom-com tropes of having, a like, casting a male actor who's, like, mm. 50 and a female actor who's, like, 25. Right. They're all, like... Really good looking, solidly like like mid to late forties. Mm-hmm. It's if you will, grown and sexy. <laughs> <laughs> if you will, <laughs> grown and sexy. Mm-hmm. It's it's a decent. I I like the story. I do wish that it was more about the friendships between the women because that was honestly a little more interesting mm-hmm. than the dream man who. Yeah. You know, seeing them together, even though like the way they speak to each other. Didn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. But he was one suave nigga though. He was very suave. He was like, okay, imagine, right, Blair Underwood, but the height of of Rick Rick Fox. Fox. (laughs) (laughs) Why is Rick Fox in our mind, you may say? (laughs) Because of Tasha Mack. Tasha Mack. This is a deep cut from the game. Um, Everyone's seen this, right? Like, it's a sitcom that was on BT. Right. Wendell Cole Robinson, Tasha Mack, Rick Fox. Foxy. There's there's not much else to say about it. So yeah, this man he was suave. He was like a tall Blair Underwood. Mm-hmm. He had his hair brushed. You know you know a nigga fly when he brushes hair back. That's <laughs> so true. I gotta brush my hair forward. That's true. You so, can't yeah. wave. You gotta brush forward. Mm-hmm. And he kept his top two buttons on his shirt unbuttoned the entire film. Sydney, you keep making it seem like it's a problem of something he did. You objectified that man. <laughs> Will you admit it? I did bring it up every time I saw it. Every time. I would just say chest. It was out. Mm-hmm. His chest was out. Mm-hmm. It was fine. You will not turn this podcast into the heterosexual agenda. <laughs> <laughs> you won't do it. Okay. Well, I'm an ally, so you know I don't do that kind of thing. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, that's that's the general thought. I think everybody, like, if you like black films, this is right on par with, you know, most people complain that there is no more... Um, like they say, there's no more black like rom coms out since this like This is a Sugar. black rom com. Yeah, this is just good. wasn't in theaters. It is. You just gotta log onto your Netflix and watch it. You know, yeah. especially if you were a fan of the game or one on one. These actors who served us great on TV now are doing it. You know, in film. In film, which is bittersweet because that's a good thing. But 
It does involve Chris Stokes. It does involve Chris Stokes. <laughs> That's touchy. That's touchy. <laughs> yeah. So touchy, I might cut that. <laughs> that was a lot. Oh, no. Saying touchy and Chris Stokes probably shouldn't be said together. Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> we can cut that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to guess. Allegedly. <laughs> that way you don't get sued if you say allegedly. Nigga, you said it. <laughs> <laughs> <Say> <laughs> <nothing>. <laughs> we in this together. So they sue me, they sue the both of us. Oh, wow. So uh, one thing we will do is read up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on some some law, legal apparently. jargon. Yeah. Um, yeah. That is the movie Boy Bye. Alright. Thanks for listening to us unpack Boy Bye. A great movie. Great movie. <laughs> great movie. Once again, I'm Lex. Uh, you can catch me on Instagram at Lex the Handy Chef. Those are all spelled normal. I'm Sid. You can find me on Instagram at callme underscore Sid, S-Y-D. And look out for our Chitlin Circuit handle at new Chitlin Circuit on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. That's spelled Chitlin, C-H-I-T-L-I-N. Circuit regular. All right. Thanks, y'all. Bye. Oh.